welcome once again to the Ebone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 304th time on this Friday, September 30th, 2022. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Here's a tip. Last week, we dealt with money, and this week, well, it isn't much different. Last time out, it was a case of misplaced funds when a woman who ate KFC ended up walking away with a $5,000 thank you present. But this time, it's the customer who's tipping big. As recently as a few months ago, a waitress in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Q fans of the office going nuts, left a tip of $3,000 on a $13 bill. Why? The answer is simple. The customer was inspired by a movement called Tips for Jesus, which encourages people to give back and to do good things with their money. Safe to say the waitress who received the tip was shocked, but thankful. All is well. But here's the turn. There's a legal battle now in the works, because get this, the guy who left the big tip changed his mind after leaving. I don't know about you, but I think it might be a little late to withdraw your gesture after heading home, don't you think? Still, the restaurant went through with the suit because they received a letter saying that this guy, known only as Mr. Smith, had decided he didn't want to be as generous as he had originally been. If you think that's all there was, the guy gives a huge tip, he decides he wants it back, and then realizes there's nothing he can do about it, well, you'd be wrong because the restaurant had already processed the payment, which means when their customer decided he wanted his tip back, they were left $2,848 out of pocket which explains why they're suing him. This should be interesting to see how it plays out, or rather, pays out, because whoever loses this case no doubt is going to take a whooping to the wallet, I'm sure. This week, I would like to continue a tradition that I hold very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of John. John chapter 10, verse 10 says... The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We saw last week in John 10:11 that Jesus is the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, because a good shepherd defends his sheep at any cost. And now we back up one verse to John 10:10. 10, 10. We know that Christ is a good shepherd, but... Even though good shepherds exist, even though there are people guarding their flocks, even though Jesus is the perfect shepherd, there are still people trying to oppose him. Satan is still the opposer. Satan is still the wolf lurking, trying to get us as God's sheep, trying to get us as the flock of the Messiah. So what does he do? He comes to steal to kill and to destroy. He comes to steal our joy. He comes to steal our hope. He comes to steal our peace. He comes to kill our testimony. He comes to kill our witness. He comes to kill our love for our neighbor and Christ. And he comes to destroy our lives. He comes to destroy everything around us. He comes to destroy what God has given us. He attempts to destroy the joy that we have with our new life in Christ. He attempts to destroy everything about us. He attempts to break us down so that we will be nothing, so that we will think God has abandoned us, so that we will think that God has just left us behind. But in the book of Hebrews, it says, I will never leave you 
nor forsake you. God will never leave us, friends. God will never abandon us. Even when we have no one else, Jesus is there. Satan cannot steal our joy. Satan cannot steal our salvation. Satan cannot steal our hope because we don't find hope in this world. We find hope in Jesus. It's when we put our hope in the world that it gets dangerous because the thieves are roaming and ready to steal anything that they can get their hands on. The thief has no other design in coming, according to one commentary on this verse, but to come to plunder. And Satan, as we know as the prince of thieves, the father of lies, the father of deceit, the father of doubt, he comes to steal our hope. He comes to steal our peace. He comes to steal every good thing in our lives that God has given us. And we need to be on our guard 24-7, 365, until the coming of our Lord Jesus. We need to be ready to call on Him at any cost, at any time, any place, because Jesus can guard us from the attacks of Satan. Jesus can shield us from the thief in the night that comes to steal, that comes to kill, and that comes to destroy. He can protect us from any attack of Satan. We need to fully trust in Him. And by doing that, we have an abundant life. Sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. And that's why I've taken it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter to see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is my unique investment opportunity. The first response is, I can make you wealthy by shortening your name. It's made some people rich. I bet it has. By changing your name, you say. Hmm. That sounds like a lucrative business. There is a drawback, though. That one nickname that most people in today's time use as a slang word for a particular part of the male and that. Yep, that's the one. Be careful. The next response to the hashtag my unique investment opportunity is a money charger. Oh, my goodness. Just wait until big tech gets a hold of this idea, because... Why buy a phone when you could buy a dollar bill from a phone company for thousands of times the price and get a charger that you poke into the money and wait expectantly for however long it takes for your currency to charge, only to come into your room one night and realize that that one dollar bill is still a dollar and you just got scammed. The next response of the day reads, sell oceanfront property in Colorado. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't think that's how it works, bud. Unless, well... People are so enticed by the phrase oceanfront that they'll forget their common sense when it comes to where states are and buy it anyway. That's the only way I could see you pulling it off, though. And the last response to the hashtag my unique investment opportunity is a device that gets rid of telemarketers. Now there's one I can get behind. I'll buy that any day. I'll tell you what. When you get it ready, I'll take two. Fried chicken. A wonderful, greasy, salty treat that anyone who's tried it can't seem to get enough of. One particularly popular variety is KFC. You know, 11 herbs and spices and all that. People have tried for years to figure out the elusive mix to no avail. Until now. A woman from New Zealand thinks she has the answer. And here's how she came up with it. She got her hands on a KFC seasoning mix packet with the ingredients on the front of the bag. Monosodium glutamate. Salt garlic powder, and herbs and 
and spices. The running thread on this is that monosodium glutamate is the secret ingredient, but you're neglecting to notice the fact that they don't reveal everything. I've heard that the real recipe is in a vault somewhere in Kentucky, so what makes people think that KFC would give up their secret that easy? I mean, come on. If the real recipe is in a vault in Kentucky, you can bet that they're not going to budge with so little resistance. Plus, they still have herbs and spices listed. That's a vague description of who knows what. And my theory is that the secret is hiding in those 11 herbs and spices. Somewhere in there. If they've been keeping this thing airtight for however many years, why would they come out and give their secret away on the side of a commercially sold grocery store seasoning packet? I'm not buying that. You can believe whatever you want, but in my mind, they want to keep it a secret. That's why it's somewhere where no one knows where it is, and only approved people can have the recipe. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up that someone would be that careless with a secret that they've been told to protect for that long. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.